Good evening all. Welcome to today's Cancer Healing Journey Talks. Myself, Annie Joes from Community Outreach Team of ZenOnco.io and Love Heals Cancer. Cancer Healing Journey Talks helps cancer survivors and caregivers to share their journey with vast number of survivors and caregivers who have traveled or been traveling through this journey. This can inspire and motivate them for their faster recovery as well. I would like to introduce today's speakers, Bhavana Isar and Pranab Basu. So they both are caregivers. So I would like... I. I would like uh, Bhavana ji to start with the introduction, please. Uh, thank you so much for the opportunity and having me here today. Uh, my name is Bhavna. I have been uh, a caregiver for most of my life. Um, I think uh, for the longest, I didn't know that I have been a caregiver and um, I just was doing what any good uh, family member does uh, what any good daughter does or what any good uh, sister does um, and um, it is only very late that I realized that there is a role like a caregiver and uh, I thought that it might be a good idea for me to look at my academics which has mostly been in the area of management and technology and profession, which has been in the area of behavioral sciences, um, and see how I can put that together so that uh, the difficult part of a caregiver's journey can be made easy. So today I am, a, you could call someone who is an aspiring social entrepreneur, wanting to set up an organization to support family caregivers. I play all the roles. I'm a, you know, a family person, so I have all the roles there. And uh, uh, I'm a friend and citizen and uh, happy to be here today. That's great, ma'am. So Pranav, uncle, over to you. Uh, I am Pranav Basu from West Bengal. Thank you, Jane Onko Ayu and Lavil Cancer for giving me opportunity to uh, have a um, good conversation with Bhavna Ji. And I am a retired assistant master of a government school. But after my departure of my wife, now she is in galaxy as a star. So, after that, I, I was the sole caregiver. So I realized um, the role of caregiver and role of counseling, the cancer patients especially, and what is the motivation to the elderly who are through suffer loneliness. Now I have joined uh, two organizations, NGOs, one is Eastern India Palliative Care in Barakpur near Kolkata. Another is in Jharkhand. Course is the hospice. Uh, there, Dr. Obhijit Dam is there. So I, uh, once in a month, I visit there. I train the uh, village girls and boys who are in training, and I visit home, home visit for the whole elderly care. So in this way, <clears throat> I just uh, engage myself and 
I think miles to go before I sleep. Even I try to beside the needy patients and elderly to have a gift received by me, a smile at the uh, at the end, and they are. In this way, I love. Actually, I love this uh, job. I volunteer. I'm a volunteer. So at this age, um, I am a student also. Mahmudji knows this. Um, in this way, I just try to serve. All right. That was really good, Pranab Uncle. So I'm giving the session to you. You can hand over. Okay, okay. Uh, good afternoon, Bhavna ji. Please feel free to call me Bhavna. Okay, you know this okay, always. okay, okay. <laughs> Actually, yes. uh, now once upon a time, you were my mentor and I was a student. Oh, you are so generous. Can you remember? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing just i i will just begin what asked you to set up such an organization to be involved in the noble mission okay um it's not like kanabda you don't know my story but okay uh <laughs> so the story is that uh like i said i have seen caregiving from very close i was in my teens when my father had uh an autoimmune neurological condition called multiple system atrophy. And, uh, you know, he was this uh, strong, uh, very uh, healthy pilot in the Air Force who suddenly fell very ill and it had repercussions for us as a family and we saw him deteriorate. And um, through those years, I saw that uh, my mother was the primary caregiver and um, in her desire to protect me and my brother, she didn't share much with us, but we did see stuff was going wrong in the family. And the way that I looked at my role was that, you know, I'm the elder one and I am supposed to take care of the family and I'm supposed to step into uh, my father's shoes um, or uh, I'm supposed to at least support my parents. I can't step into his shoes, but uh, how can I support my family? And uh, that is what it was. Um, I, when I was in my career, I realized that you know, just doing a job that was a corporate job was not so satisfactory for me. And uh, my mentor, uh, in my personal growth journey, my mentor, Raghu, would often ask this question, what is your dharma? And what is a dharmic life? And one of the definitions of dharmic life is how can you take your personal suffering and make it something that is meaningful for everybody, mm -hmm. for society as a whole. Mm -hmm. So how can you stop feeling like a victim who has you know, faced a certain suffering? So I think like all of us, like you, like Dimple, uh, 
my journey is a little similar in that that we look back on our personal suffering and say i may have gone through this how can i make sure others mm-hmm. learn from it wow. so it was that and um, that's why i thought that maybe caregiving is an unaddressed area it is an area it's a difficult problem to solve mm-hmm. and the uh, a difficult good challenge is always good to respond to yeah yes yes so but bhavna uh, at that time you were too young when your father uh, yes you were too young isn't it yes mm. uh but there are you know many people uh, who are very young and um, there are many many young caregivers and uh, it's a fact i mean things can go wrong at any age no not that i i i i was telling that uh, being young you um, you experience yourself in a very mature state actually i i i just uh, uh, am uh, directing that one uh now at the present i must uh, i suppose uh, someone is your main inspirator i think your mother so um well yes you could definitely most certainly my mother yeah. uh, has yeah. been um, <laughs> uh you know such a uh, uh, such a fighter and such a yeah survivor. yeah i i i yeah you know i have seen your mother <laughs> yeah and um, so it was very important for me at some point so i first started by saying that how can i um, honor my father's memory and mm-hmm. then i realized that mm-hmm. this is a way in which not just uh, can i honor my father's memory mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i can actually recognize all the uh, efforts that and the sacrifices that my mother made uh, that's, during that's the same mm-hmm. that that's yeah. true that's yeah so it's good if both of them are there yeah 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 uh when when you were in caregiving role or now also you have experienced do you experience compassionate fatigue or burnout all the time in fact mm. i think uh, having been a caregiver so long when uh, you become used to things right but but how how do you how do you cope with what is your advice cope so with the, to... cope with the uh, compassionate fatigue and burnout this is normal yeah to the every caregiver uh, um less or more but how uh, we are we have to cope with this one somehow yeah. how we have to cope with otherwise yeah. uh, we will feel frustrated we will feel uh, we will not be able to be a perfect caregiver isn't it so there isn't a, a perfect caregiver <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, we are all caregivers of our own kind, and that is yeah. cool. That's one. The no, second one. is, yeah, the second is that uh, caregiving is a highly stressful task. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It takes from you not just the physical effort, but a huge amount of emotional effort. Mm-hmm. Mental stress is there also. Mm-hmm. There's a huge stress. You are taking huge. care of many things. Mm-hmm. So there is physical effort, there is financial effort, there is mental effort, and there is also emotional drain. The thing is that emotional drain part of anybody's life is not visible. So we don't recognize it. We don't so we say, oh, you know, that's, that's fine. We realize it only after it has happened for some time. What happens is that compassion fatigue is that stage in which you become numb to things, right? Um, there are things happening around you, but you lose the ability to connect with it, to be compassionate with it, because you've seen it all. Mm. You have gone through very difficult things, and therefore your ability to still be kind to another uh, incident, you can say that, you know, yeah, this happens. I have seen tougher things. Um, so I think that those of us who don't care for ourselves, who don't stay in touch with feeling alive, we can feel burnt out and we can feel compassion for mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. We can feel that things don't move us. Right. We don't necessarily feel very happy. We don't mm-hmm. feel sad for people. Mm-hmm. I mean, the kind of profession that you and I are now in, mm-hmm. we hear of people being ill and dying every day. Right, right, right. How is it possible for us to be compassionate to everyone? Mm. It is not. It is not. It is not. So we can become mechanical. Mm. We can mm. become numb. We can become, yeah, this happens. I'm used to it. I have seen it. So, you know, you just take it in your stride. Although for that particular person, this is the most important thing, right? Um, Bhavna, I, I, think, I feel that a caregiver um, must have a good communication skill with the doctor, with the oncologist or with the physician. Uh, so everyone is not uh, able, every uh, everyone is not able, but caregiver must have the uh, good communication skill uh, with the doctors for reporting uh, the status of the patient, isn't it? Sure, uh, there are many many things that a caregiver needs to do. I just think that the fact that caregiver is going through anticipatory grief. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. that they will mm. lose yeah. the person. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Then a lot of things can come in their way. You want mm. to hold on to hope, right? You want to hold on to the fact that your loved one will get yes. better. Mm-hmm. You don't want to lose your loved one. Now, what happens in that is that you can sometimes forget to recognize what's going on for you because you want to be strong for your loved one. And so for me, it is not so important that the caregiver has good communication skills. Of course, it is helpful. 
but it is very important that the caregiver has a certain quality of self awareness and a certain quality of compassion towards themselves hmm right but while i was caring um, my wife i just communicate with my physician oncologist uh, i felt that time that if i don't uh, report in a um, perfect way he couldn't advise over telephone so yes, that is just a certain certain situation uh, sometimes comes came to me that uh, at 12 o'clock night i just telephoned um, my oncologist and he replied he advised so this this um, this communication this uh, this um, this is very uh, necessary to every caregiver i feel so but it is not possible because there are uh, particularly in a rural sector uh, caregivers uh, are ignorant of uh, everything so we have to you you are doing i i think i i know you are doing the training program for the caregivers and all these things mission is there and uh you have some caregiving mantras hmm. yeah very good just tell us uh, caregiving mantras <laughs> a few <laughs> so uh the way that we look at it is that you can if you Uh, caregiving journey is overwhelming and there are too many things that are going on yeah so if you can have a mantra for a day which means an intention for yourself for that day mm that is kind to yourself mm along your own well being so mm. what can a caregiver have as thought for the day that we have in schools right so that mm. is the caregiving mantra which is that what can a caregiver have as a thought for the day and mm. what is my intention for today mm, 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 mm. the one yes. thing that i will take care of today mm, 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 mm. very good that this is this is the uh, last one thing in our country uh, women are supposed to be caregivers mm. for husband father in law mother in law children and so on mm. but they do not have recognition yes and respect from the family members yes what do you feel and do you have any project to motivate the family members uh, that they require respect and respect yes so uh we believe that uh, well wishers and other family members have a big role to play and we would encourage everyone to register on our website so mm. that you can have access to resources um not just learning tools but training programs webinars etc that we announce only to people who are registered now starting this year we will not be doing uh, we will be announcing to people uh, who have joined the community 
because they are interested in these topics. So uh, those who are interested in learning about caregivers, caregiving, what can well-wishers do, can register and get to know more about um, the topic. It is true in India, women and girls do 3.26 billion hours of unpaid care related work on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We take that for granted. This is equivalent mm. to 1 trillion US dollars of GDP. So it's mm. a big, it's a big engine for, mm. um, for economy that mm. the economy rests on the work that women and girls do in homes mm. to provide care. Now, uh, it is very important that we learn and we recognize that this care-related work is unpaid and it is work that does not earn financial independence for women and girls who do this work. If a girl is doing five hours of work in a home, this mm -hmm. is like doing a half part-time mm -hmm. job. Mm -hmm. And many women and girls do mm -hmm. two jobs. They do mm -hmm. a job while going to work, they do a job at home. So it is absolutely important that men, other people share the load in the house. And you also share the resources. A man is able to do an ambitious job only because there are some other people providing him a home and belonging and care to him and the rest of his family. So just like that labor is distributed, even the earnings and resources of the family must be shared and distributed. And ideally, this work should be shared between men and women. Only then will we have gender equality. Yeah, 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 yeah yes, yes. Babna, uh, one thing I just recently um, I am involved in home visit for the elderly and for the cancer patients uh, and caregivers also. Do you have any project or mission to have these home visits? in urban area or rural area, uh, just to observe how caregiving is going on and how to uh, train uh, the uh, unpaid family members or caregivers uh, for the patient. Do you have any project in future? Yes. yes. So in fact, thank you for asking this because we have just announced um, a program in which volunteers can register. We will mm. do the training of volunteers so that they can do uh, community awareness and they can do uh, home visits so that people can understand uh, caregiving that, uh, and, and what might be some of the social and uh, emotional and medical needs that family caregivers might yeah, have. Yeah. So uh, we run a program in which we do volunteer training and we do uh, home visit programs as well. This is, this is very good. I, I like it. Yes. Actually, now, to, um, you know, this, um, I am being more experienced in um, having the knowledge of this home visit, through home visit. And this is, without home visit, I think palliative care is incomplete. That's true. 
That is true. I I I I, I so far I have knowledge. Without home visit, practically the incomplete. Yes. Home visit completes the cycle. Yes. This is very uh, charming uh, conversation with you, and I didn't, I couldn't <laughs> imagine that I will meet you uh, in this section. So, thank you, Bhavna, for your. No, you are just so kind. It's my pleasure. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> uh, I am always busy. Actually. Thank you both of you for the wonderful session.